What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Go ahead, say what you just, I know you want, just go ahead. Ready or not, take it or leave it. Oh, I don't know why I want to say that so you're, bad. You're so fun. Uh, what's up here on a Monday? Monday, Monday, Monday. First Monday that we have ever been doing this. Um, almost feels like a different podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, it's not Thursday because usually it's like, oh, it's Thursday. Tomorrow we're off. No, tomorrow's the last day and then we're off. Uh, not tonight. Got a few days left. You okay? Yeah. Bailey wants to get on the show. My dog wants to get on this show so bad. Anyways, rambling. This. Let's get into it. So today is all college football. We are going to talk a little recap, a little game recap. Uh, we have one news story tonight, and then we are going to jump into the good stuff. So starting out, we're gonna. I'm going to turn it over to Easton to start out this first segment. Uh, number 11, Michigan, goes in to Camp Randall. Number 13, Wisconsin. And, uh, Big mistake. Big mistake on Michigan's part. Big mistake. So the score won't show it. But I it mean, was completely blown, or Michigan was completely blown out by Wisconsin. It was 35-14, was final score. Both of those scores were given up late in the game after two of their starting uh, defenders went out. And I think they actually started putting in some backups as well. But, I mean, it was it was rough, dude. Um, Michigan just couldn't move the ball. Their scheme was not working. They had one or two, like, big plays, and that was kind of it for the first three quarters. I mean, I feel like I remember an analyst, if you will, say that there were five teams that just looked different in college football this year, and they had Wisconsin up there. Um, that was me. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Nope. Nope. It was me. Yeah. It was not a – I'm just saying. So I considered you an analyst. Absolute demolition. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And I think the score – yes, the score should have been worse based on watching the game. Yeah. Like, it could have been worse. 35-14 still a heck of a blowout yeah. against a ranked team. So, 21 points, three scores, not three field goals, not a touchdown and two field goals, not two touchdowns and a three touchdown game. You got to feel good. Yeah, I feel great. I Especially because we were talking earlier, and yeah. your schedule softens up a little bit for the next couple. Yeah, next three-ish. And then you get to work. Yeah. No, next next four, I believe, are are not guaranteed wins, but should be wins. And then we end out the season really tough. Ohio State and then Iowa back yeah. to back are going to be really tough. Minnesota somewhere in there, and, and obviously Purdue, not a tough game, but uh, but rivalry. Yeah, Ohio State, Iowa, Purdue, um. Somebody else than Minnesota, I believe, is how it ends out. Man. Well, good for you for making Michigan look like Ann Arbor Community College. Yeah, dude. It, uh, it was awesome. Whipped them. You made them go pick their own switches. Are they called switches? Do they call them switches? Like little branch tree branches? I think so. Whose phone was that? Uh, yours, yours lit up. <laughs> it was yours because yours the only weirdo that keeps your phone not on silent. Sorry. That's I usually okay. do for the podcast. Oh, do you? How rude. It's not it's not Thursday. That's why my mind's not in the right uh Well we'll get there. Place, yeah. So great it's, game it's for the first you. First Monday. First Monday. Gotta be feeling good. Um 
not much more to say about that. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, the other, only other thing I would mention is that JT had 203 yards. Finally played four quarters, right? No. Oh. 203 yards and two touchdowns, and the common number here is two in two quarters. Two quarters in a series. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't think he played the fourth quarter at all. I was looking back at it, and I, I didn't see anything from the but fourth quarter. But didn't he play the... F- Wait. I don't think he played any of the fourth quarter. I thought quarter. we ended up being like, oh, he played two in a series. No, I think you're right. I think it was just two quarters. First and the third? First and third, because yeah. he was out for second. Yeah, I think you're right. The two quarters, man. What a stud. Finally gets that 200-yard game. He could have easily had 200 yards in every game so far. But like you said, they got to keep him healthy, and that's a smart thing to do. Uh, next up, UCLA at number 19, Washington State. What? A game. UCLA trailing 49-17 to with six minutes left in the third. And boy, do they come out swinging. They came back, rallied back, win the game 67-63. to They go into Washington State and get a win. In a game which, uh, what was the kid's name? I sent, I sent you his name. I don't remember his name now. The quarterback for Washington State throws nine touchdowns in regular time there there was no overtime in this game no overtime in four quarters of uh, regulation gordon? yeah is it aaron gordon no austin anthony anthony gordon anthony gordon there was nine touchdowns in four quarters regulation two interceptions yes but goodness gracious the dude had a game so uh and then they lost I don't. I just don't get how your quarterback throws nine touchdowns and you lose the game. Um, defense really did not hold up their end of the deal in this game, and uh, Washington State pays for it. You got anything else to say on that game? Uh, it, it was a thriller, man. It nine touchdowns, thriller, yeah, by one player, yeah, in four quarters. Like I thought in, in my head, I was like, this had to be a three overtime game, and I, like, I look because I I watched it. I watched some of it, and then when it was when it was kind of out of reach, I just turned it. I didn't watch it anymore. So when I look back, I said, "Man, that must have went into overtime." No, four quarters. Crazy game for Anthony Gordon. Um, can't believe they lost, but I mean, still a really good team. I, I do like Washington State a lot still. So look for them to bounce back. Uh, number ten, Utah at USC. Will USC ever stop surprising us this year? Uh, with when they win, when they shouldn't, and lose when they shouldn't. It just, I mean, they go into a ranked Stanford, underdogs, or maybe they were slight favorites. They were slight, slight favorites, favorites in that. By, by like half was point a, or something. Yeah, it was like a point, point was, and a half, no, half by, point. half point. Half point. Yeah, it was by half point. And win that game. Come back to against Colorado. Home, was home Colorado next? No. Who beat them? Um, we had it in our picks at one point. Or we did it somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, come back and lose the very next week to get kicked out of the sec- of the top 25. And then here we are. BYU beat them. That's right. BYU. They beat Stanford, then BYU beat them. So BYU drops them out of the top 25. Then here they come against number 10 Utah, who a lot of people are riding. A lot. I hear a lot of these famous analysts talking about maybe a playoff team. And they beat them 30-23. to 23. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. USC, I just don't understand USC. Um, but, hey, good for them. They're back in the top 25 this week, right? Yep, 21st. Number 21. Yep. So, 
I don't I don't know what to do. I mean, USC must USC fans must feel like they are on a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and we have them in a, in a pick this week. We do. One of the Look out for teams, that pick so. coming up in about fifteen to twenty minutes. Speaking of roller coaster of emotions, there's a certain team who is not in a Power Five. They're not a Power Five football team who has been riding a roller coaster that seems to have been only going up until this past weekend against Pitt. And that team is UCF. They know themselves as undefeated national champions from two years ago. We know them as, we've said it here on the show, I've said it in in real life, I've tweeted about it, not a real team because they don't play a real schedule. Well, I ate those words last week and finally called them for real, got on the bandwagon, and what did I say as soon as I did all that? I said, they'll probably go and lose. Because you said it. Because I said that. And Easton, tell us about this football game. Uh, this was another thriller. Uh, just quite the game. Just a bunch of back and forth. Um, really last second game. It, it was unbelievable at fourth quarter. What score? 35-34? 35-34. Unbelievable. So Pitt, who everybody knows is a they are a gritty team. They're going to play everybody tough, especially teams that are ranked and highly touted. Uh, the the Penn States, the just anybody, the Clemsons. Here we are, UCF riding high for three, what, three years now? Couldn't handle Pitt. Pitt, I mean, first of all, Pitt dominated them early on, right? I mean, it didn't even look like a game. I think they went up 21-0. And then Pitt yep. closed out. It was a late game 21 nothing. And then UCF came back, went up 31-21. And then that's where Pitt scored again to make it a close game. And I'm sorry, UCF kicked a field goal. Kicked a field goal at the end to make it 34. So forcing them to have to score, they couldn't just kick a field goal. Yeah, because they could have kicked a field goal to tie. But instead, now they have to score a touchdown. So so it was 31-28. So, yes, so UCF goes down, scores, kicks a field goal. So now Pitt has to score a touchdown. And they capitalize. They yeah. do. Unbelievable game. It's been yeah. a great year so far. UCF, I'm I'm now back to my old self. I'm sorry. I was sick last week. <laughs> I had the flu. I had a, a, a cough. that I didn't say UCF's for real. I said, <laughs> for real. I was coughing. So, okay. Um, now that I'm better, and I'm, they're not for real. Play a real schedule, UCF. You're not for real. And just to go off of what we were saying last week, I said these games are going to be pivotal to call them a real team because Pittsburgh is a gritty team. They're and not they, considered a top in the country, but they can beat the top in the country. Yes, they always give everybody trouble. And then I also said that Houston was going to be another big game for UCF. They play later this year. Well, So we'll see in that game. And, so, and Houston's even been a little – they've struggled this year. They've been so on they beat, Yeah, so they beat UCF. Forget it, man. Like, you, you got to win those games. Uh, Oklahoma State at number so unranked Oklahoma State at number twelve. Texas, another close, gritty game. Texas closes it out. I will not rag on Texas for being close in this unranked or against this unranked opponent because Oklahoma State is again one of those teams. There are years they're one of the best in the country, and not the best in the country. I'd say there's years that they're top twenty-five and, and deserve to be there. And there's years like this year where they're just one of those gritty teams like Pitt who will go out and play everybody really well. 
And so Texas escapes with a 36 to 30 win and continues there. You know, Texas is back season. So do I think Texas is back for real? No, I don't. They're not back to, you know, the Vince Young days or the Ricky Williams. It's just they're not. But uh, they can continue their campaign for Texas is is back. I mean, whatever. So, And the reason we say that is because, obviously, Texas, they have a loss, 3-1. and one, But as you just confirmed, uh, against LSU. Yes. So, tough game. Who I believe LSU looks different than others. Very good team in the country. Yep. One of the best teams in the country, in my opinion. Top five in the country. And uh, in AP's poll now, I think they're top five as well. Um, so, yeah, very close game there. What what was the score? Uh, it was 45-38, I believe. Okay. So LSU's once, ranked number four currently. Okay. And yeah, they beat 45, Texas 45-38. So, very tough game. Texas yep. played them tough. So, if they played one of the best teams in the country, Texas could be back. But do I yeah. believe it? No. And the other, they can continue believing it and and pushing for it because they they might be Sam Ellinger looks really good. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, one the the reason Oklahoma State even put up so many points is because they got their workhorse in in uh, Hubbard, leading the country in rushing, rushing yards, yards yeah. also leading the country I think by far in carries. Yeah, but still, uh, I mean, because what he has almost double Jonathan Taylor in carries. Yeah, but two hundred yards rushing more. But if I mean, imagine if Jonathan Taylor had his amount of carry touches. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Uh, next up, we got. Do you know what we got? SMU. Yes. At number twenty-five, TCU. This was just another honorable mention, just for being able to knock a ranked team out. Uh, they won forty-one thirty-eight. I didn't watch this game either, but I just thought it deserved a little bit of an honorable mention for knocking somebody out because we're gonna see a lot of changing right here at the bottom of the AP polls each week. So this one was just one I thought we should throw in there because TCU jumped in for a week, and now they're gone again. And SMU's undefeated, so they could jump in soon if they keep winning. Yeah, they could, and I believe it's like they have 55 votes, and ranked number 25, Michigan State, has 104 votes. So they're right. still a little bit out from getting in to the top 25, but they're on the breach there. So they're Watch out for SMU. SMU in the freaking playoff, baby. Nope. Oh. Not going to happen. Colorado at number 24, Arizona State. Are we surprised anymore at Colorado winning these ranked against these ranked teams? Now, yes, lower, you know, lower end of the top 25 ranked teams, but second ranked win for them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another reason I, I wanted to mention in here. Last time it was number 25 ranked Nebraska, who has proven to be not good this year. Poopoo. Poopy. And this Poopy. time it was number. Ranked number 24, Arizona State. So, yes, they're playing those lower-ranked teams. Arizona State's a little bit more conv- like convincing for Colorado than Nebraska, though. I, I, Arizona Correct. State's not a bad football team. Nebraska right. is a poopy team. But Colorado's really pushing for uh, for that, that gritty uh, look, and they're really um, they're playing well, honestly. They're really playing well. They are playing good football. Uh, they did lose to the Air Force, so they're 3-1, and one, but they have beat two ranked teams and air force so far. both air force and army have played teams really tough this year so yes. not a terrible loss right and they have currently i mean who's currently listed potentially three or four i know they have four currently listed top 25 teams in their schedule for the rest of the so year they could keep beating these top 25 teams right but they have every, literally every game from here on out after next week will be here on out a team that could be ranked 25 by that week 
Okay. I mean, next week they play Arizona, who's not going to be ranked tw- top 25. No. But they have... Maybe in basketball. Yeah. But they have Oregon, Washington State, who's in and out of the top 25, UCLA, who could be making they a, could. a push. They're 1-3 and three right now, so it's unlikely, but they're making a push. Stanford. Wait, UCLA? Also- Washington State was UCLA's first win? Yeah. Jeez Louise. And then Stanford's 1-3, and three, but they've, they've uh, bounced in and out as well. Then Washington, who is currently ranked in Utah, is currently ranked. So, I mean, Colorado's got... See, if, if UCF was playing this kind of schedule, they're a real team. Even with a couple losses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, that's why Colorado... I, I like Colorado. I mean, they're not going to be in the playoffs, but they're definitely building a program prepared for it. And they're at least trying to get a good bowl game with these with this kind of schedule. Yeah. I mean. um, I almost moved on to our last bit of news, or last little recap without recapping the Miami Hurricanes. So I'll just give you my two cents. They're trash. Um, We played Central Michigan, and obviously we won. So, yay. Yeah? No. 17-12 to against Central Michigan. Eason, what was the score of Wisconsin's game against Central Michigan? I am I'm. I'm blanking a little bit. I am. Um, do you remember? Uh, Wisconsin beat Central Michigan sixty-one to nothing. Okay. Miami's not back. They're not close to being back. They're not on the road to being back. They haven't broken ground to build the road to being back. They're and it it's deeper. I think it's deeper than coaching because I do like Manny Diaz, and he built a good defense there the past few years, so he's not a bad coach. I love our talent. I think we have so much talent on this team, specifically in our linebackers, our skill positions on offense, and our quarterback. I actually really like your guys' quarterback. If you can get an O-line in front of him, I really like his decision-making. What's crazy about him, as bad as we are, his stat line is still fine it's good i don't know that he's thrown a pick yet and i would be surprised if he has less than a 68 percent completion percentage he's a he's been good like you said he has no o-line and he's got great great skill guys but the scheme is not there it goes deeper than i won't say deeper than coaching on offense offense is coaching it is awful i like manny diaz as a coach but it goes deeper i don't know if there's issues there with the ad i don't know what's going on underneath the surface but the talent is there and i i like to believe the leadership is there maybe it's not maybe the coaching's not good i like to believe it is and something's got to be done because 17 to 12 against central michigan post antonio brown is something's wrong is it post antonio brown this is a great segue is it post antonio brown i don't no. Yes, you do. I asked you about it today, and you looked it up. And for football, it is post-Antonio Brown. Okay. But in other athletics, it may not be. Well, who knows, though? He might go and throw a fit about why is the NCAA doing this. Okay, wait. Let's rewind. Yeah, in, in case on, you didn't. Sorry. For a little further back, Jaron Williams has not thrown an interception this year. Do you know? Do you have a stat he's, line like as he's, he's got season a thousand, stat line? Thousand twenty-seven yards on the season and seven touchdowns. A thousand twenty-seven. So not his lack of touchdowns is forty-four point six. QBRs are oh boy, that's not good. Well, wait, QBR is different than quarterback rating though. 
What's his quarterback rating? I don't have that. I can find it really quick. Um, while we're talking about that, it's yeah. While we got while we're t- while Britt's looking this up today, Antonio Brown had tweeted out. Well, wait, well, tell him what we were joking about the oh, other day. Okay, yeah. So while while we're watching college, no, it was Sunday. We're watching uh, mm-hmm. watching NFL football and um, just getting a bunch of different uh, updates from Antonio Brown's Twitter. Just saying oh thank you thank you thank you and then pulling out some like crazy stuff like saying stuff about um robert Kraft. i think he said something about big ben as well and then um so we're, we're just joking like this guy said he's done with the nfl what does he mean he's done with the nfl where's he gonna go back to college back to central michigan <laughs> and we started joking about it and laughing about it and having a good time and then today he tweets out like uh, that he's re-enrolled for, with Central Michigan. <laughs> but I asked Britt, I was like, this this can't be possible, right? And then he looked it up, looked up the NCAA rules, and because he played professionally, he can't go back and play football. But if he still has eligibility, he can play any something other, else. Potentially any other as sport. As long as they approve it. Yeah, so he, my first thought was basketball, and then it was like, well, he is 5'10", 5'11", so probably not. But then track and field? Track and field would be a good one for him to pursue. It'd be good. Uh, there was another one we said. Is he into soccer? He has a soccer body. Right. And he's fast as heck. Um, pause that for a second. So, yeah, Jaron Williams, putting it in perspective, uh, his quarterback rating is 167.6. So, to put that in perspective, Justin Field. No, who was it? Uh, Sam Ellinger has, uh, or Sam Ellinger has 181. So only a couple point thirteen fourteen points off of Sam Ellinger. So not bad. No, <laughs> Jaron Williams has been fine. It's uh, so something's wrong at that organization. That's all I gotta say about the about the Miami Hurricanes. Back to Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, what's he gonna do? So obviously he's going back to complete school because he's thinking he's done with the NFL, complete his degree, go do something. But at what? Who you know? You gotta think about who would take him. And, and what job would he do? Like, is he going to become a lawyer and start suing the NFL? You know, what what's this guy going to do? Depends on what his degree is. Um, If it's, you know, I mean, the sports business, maybe he goes and becomes an agent or something. I don't know. Could become an agent. I mean, why not? I mean, analyst. I don't know what he would do. Analyst. <laughs> no one would. I don't know what network would. I guess a network could grab him for ratings, but. It, that know, would man. be all it would be is for ratings. It, 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 it could be a mess. So, yeah. So, he's he's going back to school, and our thought is, is he going to go play a sport? Who knows? He could put together a nasty intramural team. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. Okay. Uh, moving on. So, Heisman Watch. Should we put inserts here, like, for the intro music, or are we just doing all college football straight through? Let's go straight through. All right. We're not going to cut this out. You heard us make a decision bum, right here. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Nice. Let's go. Heisman. Heisman watch. Um, Jalen Hurts had a bye week, so we dropped him like we dropped JT Last a couple week, spots. Yeah. So our first now we do have six on the list this week. Another newcomer, and we couldn't we couldn't help his stats are too good. We couldn't help but put him put him in here. It was actually really the newcomer almost kicked out Justin Fields, and we just said you know Justin Fields does have two, his stats are too good. We'll keep him in here. So we'll start off with Tua Tagovailoa just. Putting up stupid numbers this year. We're going to take him at our number one spot. Jalen Hurts, if he has another good week, right off of his bye week, he'll probably reclaim the number one spot. But because he hasn't had a bye, we dropped a little bit. So, 
Two attack of Viola, 1,300 yards passing through four games, 17 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 77.7 completion percentage. I think that speaks for itself. I mean, that stat line is, is it doesn't make sense. That's that's like Pat Mahomes caliber, what he's doing in the NFL right now. That's like that's what it's yeah. It's what it, I mean. It's yeah. just dominant. It's just dominance. Yep. So um, I'll let you take number two. We both after a little bit of. It wasn't that you had to convince me. It was just like there are so many quarterbacks tearing it up right now that it's hard for me to put a running back to. But you did win me over, um, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, number two. It, he has still not played a full game, and after going back and looking, he played three quarters in the USF game, played three quarters in the uh, Central Michigan game, and played two quarters in the Michigan game. And the Michigan game was his best game. Yeah, two hundred three <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. So, so for rushing, it was his best game. And I guess but. my my block was he he's got a great resume and he's definitely on the watch list for me. Like he's not dropping out of the watch list, but the stat line just isn't quite where the quarterbacks are. But that's it. It's because he's only played eight quarters out of so he's out of a possible twelve. I mean, yeah, only played two games, two full games, two games. And the reason, like, you have to look at that is one, they're trying to keep him healthy, obviously for the program and for his future. You know, yes, it would be awesome for him to win a Heisman, but Paul Chris is a future guy. I mean, you want him for Ohio State. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Kind of important. Want him for the Ohio State game. That, and Iowa and yes. in, in your for the Big rest Ten of the remaining year. And, and we want him to go into the NFL a and have game. a successful yeah. career. Like, we're, not, we're not here to beat up our running backs and let them not have a future. I mean, we even did it with Melvin Gordon, and he still had still had issues. So, yeah. But... So, um, uh, through through eight quarters, I just think that's a very impressive stat line. Yeah. And, and here it is. We haven't said it yet. So through eight quarters, um, 440 yards rushing on 7.6 yards per carry, seven touchdowns, and then 70 receiving yards for three touchdowns. So 10 total touchdowns and over 500 total yards. In eight quarters. In eight quarters is kind of ridiculous. So, I mean, if you break it... Uh, Yikes! It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Good for JT. We we uh, we stand by it. Number two on our Heisman watch, going to number three. We've got Jalen Hurts only because as of right now only because he he did have a bye week, so we we dropped him kind of like we did JT. Um, but still, you know, through three games, um, where are we at? Eighty percent completion rate, uh, eight hundred eighty yards, nine touchdowns, no picks. Pair that with four more rushing touchdowns and almost 400 rushing yards. He's just having a crazy year. So we kept him at number three. We didn't drop him any lower. Number four, I put our newcomer. And I think Easton agreed just because I read the stat line and Easton was like, whoa. So Yeah, I mean, I, I watched him have a ridiculous game, but I didn't know his whole, his whole year has been looking like this. And it is Mr. Joe Burrow out of LSU. LSU quarterback. Um, Go Tigers. Yeah. Uh, so fifth year in the NCAA had a redshirt freshman year. We didn't play. So this is his fourth year playing uh, only a second year starting. So yeah, I mean, through, so through four games for him, uh, more yards than Tua by 220 yards. He's got 1,520 yards. He's got a better completion percentage than Tua 80%. Well, 80.6%. And he's got the same amount of touchdowns as Tua 17 passing touchdowns, but two picks. To Tua's zero, so we gave him uh, the. Are first all spot. seventeen of Tua's touchdowns all passing? 
Yes, Tua has, I think, one more rushing touchdown, and so does... Bro, I can tell you right now. Hold on. Yes, uh, Tua has one rushing touchdown, and so does Joe Burrow. So they have the same amount of touchdowns in all. 18 touchdowns on the season. Both 18 18 Um, total touchdowns. Yes, and I I don't know the fumbles, so I'm not going to count fumble turnovers because sometimes that's offensive line play. Sometimes it's quarterback fault, so we're not going to look at those. But Joe Burrow does have two picks to... Two is zero, so we're gonna keep two at one. But Joe Burrow flew up. We didn't have him on our list. Now we got him at four. Um, if he keeps playing like this, he could he could he could keep moving up. I mean that he had, LSU looks really scary. So watch out for that. The Alabama LSU game will be really good this it year. It will be incredible. I'm I'm very excited to watch that game as a football I think fan. It's in like three weeks. Yeah, or it's coming up. Uh, number five, Sam Ellinger. I say Ellinger and then Ellinger because I just don't. I don't even I hear announcers say it and I, I don't I don't want to take what they say for I, I want to I don't know how to say it so I'm gonna keep switching it up Ellinger makes sense for me yeah I me too and it just Ellinger just comes out and I don't know why so anyway Sam Ellinger is having a great season we have him at number five he could be higher but again this is a tight race early on in the season they all look just so good all these guys 1,237 passing yards, 72.9 completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, one interception, and he adds a rushing touchdown as well. So also a great stat line, having a terrific season, has Texas looking like they might be back. The only loss they have is against LSU, the scary team. So they look really good as well. Texas very well might be back. You want to hear something crazy about Sam Ellinger? Yes, I do. Last year he had... 16 rushing touchdowns. So now he's like way behind his pace from last year. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of rushing touchdowns. And he also had 25 passing touchdowns last year. How many picks last year? Five picks. Five picks. So really good season last year too. But he's going to blow that (laughs) that touchdown mark out of the water, I think, the passing touchdown mark. Yeah. Last but not least, we told you already, we couldn't drop Justin Fields um, because he does. And this is where the stat line gets kind of, interesting because he doesn't have the same passing numbers that these guys have he does have 13 passing touchdowns which is great no interceptions which is phenomenal um not close to the completion percentage that these other guys have 69.5 percent which is still good um but when these other guys are putting up 75 76 80 80, yeah Uh, it's just not really keeping up there and then 880 passing yards not really keeping up there however he does add six rushing touchdowns, and that's big. So 19 total touchdowns, no turnovers, unless, of course, like I said, there's fumbles. Uh, we're not looking at fumbles. So, uh, yeah, 19 total touchdowns. That's huge. That's more than Tua. That's more than Joe Burrow. That is obviously more than Jalen Hurts. He had a bye week. So uh, he's, he's accounted for a lot of touchdowns. And that's what we got to keep him on the list. If he can get that completion percentage up and get gonna throw for a little bit more yards, yards yeah, yeah, throw for a few more yards, uh, he can move up. But obviously, plenty good enough to be on our Wiseman watch list. Not quite good enough to make the top half of our Wiseman watch list. <laughs> There's only six. Awkward silence. We're still here. Thank you, Easton. You're welcome. Those are our Heisman watch list candidates. These are our guys that we think right now have the best chance of winning the Heisman at the end of the year. We will dwindle it down. We're going to try to keep it at five. So someone's got to drop eventually, and someone will. 
as we get closer, we may dwindle it down to three who we think really are the guys to look for. Um, let's move on to the part you've all been waiting for. The three Bs. So we are going to recap last week's three Bs as usual. And then we'll do three more. So all Easton, right. as I take it away. Page, we have last week's uh, three Bs were Michigan versus Wisconsin, Auburn at A&M, uh, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame at Georgia. The uh, Michigan-Wisconsin game, Britt and myself had the same picks throughout. Wisconsin winning overall. Wisconsin in the spread, which was three and a half. And we <laughs> each chose the over, which the over-under was 43 and a half. Three and a half. And, uh, yep, so they, they just blew those out of the water with the 35-14 win. So, free money? Yep. 100% on that one. Start listening to us if you're not betting it. Okay, I, I get some people aren't for betting, but if you bet, just listen to us. We're going we're gonna to win you some money. This That was a perfect line. Yep. If you just bet on that game alone, you got three bets out there. Overall winner, the spread, and over-under, you're, you won some money there. All right, this next one is Auburn at Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M was favored by four points, and the over-under was 47 and a half. Um, Britt had chose Auburn to one. I didn't trust Bo Nix, so I chose A&M. Um, Auburn had one. And then because I chose A&M to win, I chose them to cover the spread. They did not because they lost. <laughs> and Auburn, Britt had chose in the points, so Britt won that one as well. Bo Nix shined his light on me. <laughs> and we each chose the under at 47 and a half, and they scored exactly 48 points. So a half point Poopy. over the over under uh, spread, and Poopy. so we both got that one wrong. So I went three for three, and then I went zero oh for three. I went two for three, so I'll take it. I'm sitting pretty at five for six right now. And then the last game was Notre Dame at Georgia. Georgia was favored by thirteen and a half points. Uh, the over under was fifty six. Uh, we each chose Georgia win outright, which they did. Um, we each chose Notre Dame. For the points, and uh, the final score was twenty-three seventeen. So Georgia did not get the thirteen and a half cover that they needed. And we both took Notre, Notre Dame. Dame in the points, so yep. we were good there. So uh, how do we end this one? Uh, you had over taken under? the over, uh, over fifty-six points, and I took the under of under fifty-six points. And they had only scored 40 points total, so I win with the under there. <laughs> so you go perfect, three for three. terrible, three perfect. For three. It's fantastic. Six for nine. So um, on the on the day, Eason did go six out of nine, which is which is fantastic. I went seven for nine. Um, so I finally we have a discrepancy in the the year. Um, what does that put us for the year? Puts me, so we were tied going into it, we were uh, 20, 20 and 27. 20 and 27. Yeah, so year. 20 right out of 27 possible. We were, we were tied up. So I take a one-point advantage at this point, 27 out of twenty-seven right out of 36 possible. Um, and Easton has 26 right out of 36 possible, of course. So, um, so but from still, last week's overall of 74%, I dropped... Two percent down to seventy-two percent correct. Yeah, and I jumped so a little. So even though I had one completely wrong, I'm still sitting at seventy-two percent correct. Still good, and and I jumped to seventy-five. So just 
listen and heed our word because if professional gamblers, if Vegas guys, these these sharks, if they're going sixty percent and they're the they're the wise guys as as they say, and we're going seventy plus right now. Now it's not gonna is it gonna last forever? No, we're probably gonna come down to sixty percent by the end of the season. Nope. But no, okay, we're, we're gonna probably hit eighty percent by the end of the season. So and then drop to below sixty percent. <laughs> Because that's just how gambling works. While it lasts, you get a high, high and then you yeah. fall in a hole. Listen to the hot hand while it lasts. So, anyways, yep. coming out at you with our that that was weird. Coming out at you, <laughs> okay. Uh, coming at you with our brand new three Bs. I will start it out. Uh, we actually just wrote these down. I don't think we've either really thought about it a ton. I uh, know. And no, there was no, one no. that I really liked, and then we changed it up, changed the game. It was that one. I was like, yeah. I think I know who I want to take here. Now I don't know. So. So it'll be interesting. This we, look. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a cold week, but it's gonna be. It's free. they're three B's. We're gonna give you free money. Yep. I think. I, I, wink, wink. Yeah. Eh. I'm not sure. Okay. Number eighteen travels to number ten Notre Dame. So Virginia playing at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by eleven, and the over under is fifty and a half. I love the way Notre Dame played well against Georgia, but this feels like a trap game to me, so I'm a little worried because what a trap game would be is, is okay, you go and you play a tough game or a tough group of games, maybe two games in a row, and then you have a game you would consider easy right after, and it kind of feels like that. So an 11-point spread feels huge to me. However... I think I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go with my gut here. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Notre Dame and the. I'm gonna take them to cover. Notre Dame to cover. Notre Dame to win, of course. And I'm gonna take the under here, because we. I don't. Fifty and a half is a lot, so I'm gonna take the under here. Easton. Um, I was going to choose Notre Dame to win as well. The points was a little bit difficult here for me. Who's gonna cut? If Notre eleven's Dame a lot, it is. And I, I was just briefly looking over some of Virginia's past games, and they've put up some decent points, but those weren't really any tough teams. I mean, the toughest team they've played so far was Pittsburgh, and then they played Florida State and almost lost to Florida State. Oof. Okay. So, but each of these games they're putting up uh, twenty-eight plus. Okay. So they're putting up points, but Notre Dame might be a little bit de- different defense than they face. So exactly, so that's why I'm I'm having trouble with this spread. So I, I'm going to say Notre Dame Notre Dame wins overall, and uh, that's I I'm I'm keep leaning to that they're not going to cover. But when I said I'm going to go with my gut, my gut was <laughs> Virginia and the points, right. and I didn't go with it. I was like. Uh, Notre Dame to win to cover, so I, I don't know, dude. It's a tough game because I still feel like Notre Dame has something to prove, and they're a great team. What do you got? Okay, Notre Dame to win it. Notre Dame in the points. Your point. Your lips said Virginia. I saw your lips going Virginia. It, it's so, okay. lo- logically here. Logically. <laughs> so Notre Dame to win. Notre Dame to cover. And, and then I'm gonna go with the I'm going to go with the over. Okay, so we are the same except for the over under. I'm going under, Easton's going over. 
Easton, uh, number 21 USC, goes to, again, the, the confusing team, goes to number 17 Washington, uh, and uh, Washington favored by 9.5, over under 58.5. What do you got? Over under is 58.5? Yeah, and okay. Washington is favored over USC by 9.5 nine and nine and points. Well, because USC is on this up and down roller coaster, they just won their last game, so they're unscheduled to lose this game. And Washington's a pretty good team, so I'm going to go with Washington winning overall. Uh, favored by nine and a half, I'm going to say USC in the points, and then I'm going to go under here. Sorry, one more time. You said Washington, Washington to cover, Washington to win. Nope. Uh, Washington to win, USC in the points. Okay. And the under. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely taking the under, so you can mark that down. Voice just cracked. Sorry, I'm going through puberty. Um, yeah. Give me. I'm gonna take Washington to cover, Washington to win. Okay. I'm with you though, in the, in kind of with, because of your analysis. Like I, I think USC is just gonna come out, kind of. And then in Washington as well, that's a tough environment. Yeah, I'm going to go Washington to cover, Washington to win, and the under. Last but not least, number 24, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. So we did have the Washington State game yes. here, but we just had them last week, two last weeks ago, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So, so we want to split it up a little bit. We we're got trying another, to spice things yeah. up. I know I understand we have another USC game, but... It's one of the only two ranked games. Yeah, we're always gonna try to take ranked against ranked over anything else. So, just being honest, they're they're fun. They're more they're more fun to, to pick. Uh, so, twenty four Kansas State goes to visit Oklahoma State, who's unranked. Oklahoma State is favored by five, and the over under is sixty two. I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover. Oklahoma State obviously to win. Don't have to say that when you take them to cover. Um, take the under as well. I'm gonna play it safe this week. I took a lot of unders. I think I took unders. All three unders. Yeah, I took all three unders. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna agree with you 100 here. OSU Perfect. OSU to win, to cover, and the under. Perfect. So, uh, what do we have different? We have we have a couple differences here. So uh, so it'll be another interesting week. We only have two differences. I took the over in the Notre Dame game, and I took USC in the points. So. I, but I was, you took Washington to win still. Yeah, so I took, took Washington, Washington to win. To yeah. Okay. I was just taking a gamble on USC in the points because they've yeah, they have been up I mean, and down. Yeah. But I feel like this one they'll, they'll they make might a good settle in a little bit. Finally. Okay. So I'm hoping at least you know. I mean, it's the whole point of a gamble. It's a risk. There you go. So, so next week will be a little interesting couple here that could separate us again. Um, that's all we got this week. College that's football. It. That's yeah. Well, that's all we got, and that's the reason for we did today. this uh, for today, not yeah, for the week. Sorry, sorry. My my apologies. That's, that's all we, we got have for, for today. Monday. We've got a Monday night football game tonight, and we will come at you on Thursday with all NFL. Um. So so we're gonna do this probably the rest of football season. Um. Not probably. We will do this the rest of football season. We have to, and um. At that point, we'll probably go back down to one episode until football season again because. The rest of the sports season, sports are great, but you can only talk so much basketball. So uh, we love you guys. Uh, comment, at, Be looking out for our polls. We will put our polls up for the three Bs tonight, and then Thursday we'll put up our polls for um, our cover three picks for NFL. 
So go ahead and vote on those. We'd love to see your feedback. Take it, leave it, BH. Yep, at take it, leave it, BH on Twitter. Um, yeah, tell us any comments, any send us any ideas, anything you think, anything you hear in the podcast you want us to talk about or, or elaborate on. We'd love to hear from you. We love you guys. That's all we got. You can take it or leave it. Peace. Take it or leave it.